This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomi Nujia-Dean. Today is Friday, September 24th. Coming up, after a year-long hiatus, the Plaza Art Fair is making its comeback this weekend. I look forward to all of it. I mean, it's just such a great experience from start to finish. The whole weekend is just a great, big, fun art party. We'll meet three local artists returning to the art fair tonight. But first, some headlines. The Kansas City Council voted yesterday to extend the city's indoor mask mandate another two weeks until October 7th, bringing it into line with Jackson County's mask order. Speaking through her own mask, Councilwoman Catherine Shields said while they can be annoying, masks have been an effective tool throughout the pandemic. One of the reasons we wear these masks, maybe the predominant reason, is not just to keep ourselves safe as individuals, our society, our fellow citizens safe. The city health director told a council committee on Wednesday that COVID-19 case numbers have improved since the current order was reinstated. An invasive bug recently found in Kansas could spell trouble for agriculture in the Midwest if more are found. Harvest Public Media's Katie Pikus reports. The spotted lanternfly has bright red hind wings with black spots. It may look pretty, but Iowa State University entomologist Donald Lewis says this pest and its, quote, piercing, sucking mouth parts feed on sap, which will weaken lots of fruit and woody trees. Eventually, these insects could feed on the sap from dozens and dozens of different kinds of plants causing problems for us. The state of Kansas and federal officials are investigating after one of the bugs was found in a 4-H project. Native to Asia, the spotted lanternfly was first seen in Pennsylvania in 2014 and is a skilled hitchhiker. The Iowa and Nebraska ag departments have both received possible sightings of the insect, but so far they've all been false alarms. A judge has ruled that a Blue Springs restaurant that defied Jackson County's mask mandate has to close. County Circuit Judge Jennifer Phillips granted the county's request for an injunction against Ray's Cafe and its owner, Amanda Wolitz, and rejected the cafe's countersuit, claiming the mask order is illegal. Jackson County revoked the restaurant's food permit earlier this month after it repeatedly allowed unmasked customers and employees inside. The restaurant had continued to operate, saying it had reclassified itself as a private club that wasn't subject to the mask mandate. A political action committee is seeking to recall Kansas City Mayor Quentin Lucas and several city council members. Emily Wolf reports the PAC is almost solely focused on supporting the police. Taking KC back was first created in October 2020 and began organizing in earnest this year after the council voted to reallocate about one-fifth of the police budget into a new fund. The PAC is intent on recalling council members who voted in favor of reallocation. The current recall effort targets all at-large city council members, except for second district councilwoman Teresa Lohr. The group's president is a retired KCPD officer, and its treasurer is married to a former KCPD officer. The PAC led an unsuccessful recall campaign against 4th District Councilman Eric Bunch earlier this year. We'll be right back. While we may see headlines at a national level, we don't always understand what they mean in Kansas City or in our region. That's what KCUR does best. Likewise, often, KCUR identifies stories and ends up being broadcast on the national level. 
It happens all the time with Harvest Public Media. So if you care about what happens nationally and you want to understand how that impacts you locally, there's no better source than KCUR. I'm Sam Mears. Please join me in supporting KCUR. Here's the number to call. Call 816-235-5287 with your pledge. Hey, everyone. I just want to take a minute to tell you how podcasts like A People's History of Kansas City get made. We are audience-supported. That means we rely on people like you to give a few bucks so we can keep telling Kansas City's stories. Local journalism is at the heart of our democracy and our community. With that in mind, please give what you can today at kcur.org donate. And thank you. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomi Nujia-Dean. After being canceled due to COVID-19 concerns last year, the Plaza Art Fair returns this weekend. The 90th annual event is a celebration that covers nine blocks of the historic shopping area. Three local artists have spent months working in their studios to prepare. Julie Denache reports. It's a few weeks before the Plaza Art Fair and experimental photographer John Lamberton is working on a new project. But first, he has to get his car washed. I'm gonna get a car wash today. Lamberton creates 3D images with his camera. Lately, he's become obsessed with a light color and movement crossing his windshield at the automatic car wash. After 40 years working as a professional photographer, Lamberton will show his work at the plaza for the first time. He prints colorful abstract photos on metal with a high glossy sheen. It creates the illusion of depth, but to get the full three-dimensional effect, you need 3D glasses. It has to work with or without the glasses. And, you know, it's like, oh, that's pretty cool. And then you put on the uh, glasses and, oh, that's really cool. You know, that's amazing. Once his car rolls out of the car wash, Lamberton stops to take a peek at the photos he took. <laughs> this will keep me occupied for a month. <laughs> Plus the car looks nice. Ceramic artist Erica Iman is preparing for the Plaza Art Fair too. She's creating texture on a large vessel of dark clay. That energy and excitement is what I'm really looking forward to, and I know Kansas City especially has always brought that out. Like many artists, Iman spends most of her time working alone in her studio. She's looking forward to seeing crowds of people again. Getting out and getting to finally present the work in kind of a fresh space, um, have people come in and ask questions and talk about it, it's definitely a different brain space. Setting up for an art fair is a big commitment especially traveling with large ceramic pieces. But Iman says every art form has its challenges. Sometimes I see jewelers come in with little boxes of things and it seems so light and, and easy, but really it's all difficult. We all uh, work hard for the event. You know, we set up a temporary gallery and we do all of our own sales and marketing and, you know, everything to packaging and dealing with the customers. And so it's all a lot of work, but very rewarding at the same time. Artist Andrew Johnson's embroidered animals in recycled wood frames have been a part of the show for the past 15 years. He's back again this year with new designs, like a whimsical house covered in flowers. 
the new house design, the house with the daisies, I think I've called it um, Daisy in the House. It's got 30,805 stitches. Creating cheerful scenes helped Johnson stay focused during the darkest days of the pandemic. When things were getting pretty bad with the pandemic, I kind of grasped it as a motivation to spend more time in the studio and to, to just be really creative. For Johnson, creativity and fun is what art fairs are all about. I look forward to all of it. I mean, it's just such a great experience from start to finish. You know, the, the setting up, you know, I'll see my other artist friends setting up. So we're all just kind of laughing and setting up our displays and our tents. And there's just a, a whole buildup to it. And, and I'm really looking forward to it. You know, the, the whole weekend is just a great, big, fun art party. And after months of pandemic stress, an art party might be just what the doctor ordered. For KCUR 89.3, I'm Julie Denishay. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomi Nujia Dean. This podcast was produced by Byron Love and edited by Lisa Rodriguez. You can hear more of our work on kcur.org, and you can read and see photos from Julie's story about the Plaza Art Fair. And as always, you can catch us live on the air at 89.3 FM. On Monday, we'll look into how local healthcare workers and hospitals have been coping with burnout during the COVID pandemic. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next week.